This is Around the Rim with LaChina Robinson. Hello, basketball fans. Yes, it is. Finally, the fourth region of the NCAA Women's Basketball Tournament, the Portland Region Preview. We apologize that we are a little bit late getting this to you. We had some technical issues um, with recording this region, but we're here. And we hope that you will get a little bit of a taste of what to expect from the Portland region um, from what we have ahead. Now, in case you did not hear about the teams in the Portland region quite yet, um, their Sweet 16 pod includes Mississippi State, Arizona State, South Dakota State, and Oregon. And to get us kicked off, uh, the big story in the Portland region is that Sabrina Ionescu recorded her second triple-double in the NCAA tournament in her career, 18th overall, 8th of this season. Um, She is the undisputed triple-double queen because she owns the record both in a season as well as a career. We talked to Sabrina Ionescu, Dave Pash and I, uh, my partner in this region, after they advanced to the Sweet 16, keeping in mind the first round they beat Portland State, second round they beat Indiana, and we'll let you hear from Sabrina what she had to say. Congratulations, first of all, on the win. But China and I were wondering, did you miss that last one on purpose? There? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> I knew exactly we where it was going to go, so I was like, let me just kind of add a little bit more rotation on this shot so I can get it back. Well, you know what? A lot of people have tried to do that and were not successful. So the fact that you even did that is impressive in itself. <laughs> um, boy, dominant performance. And, you know, I asked you earlier today about your shooting versus your passing because you didn't shoot as well. Wasn't or weren't as aggressive um, in, in your first round game, but what was your mindset tonight? I mean, I just didn't want to go home, and I knew this was going to be our last uh, time on this home court this year, and I wanted to go out and give it everything I got, and my teammates got me the ball in the right time. And, uh, I mean, they shot the ball great too, so it was an overall great game up for us offensively. I know that there's been some discussion, and, and I'm sure you're not going to touch on it, that this could be your last game in Eugene. You're, you still have a year left of eligibility. What did it mean to go out if it's the last game forever or the last game this season with the triple-double here in front of uh, the fans here in Eugene? Um, I mean, it's awesome. I love how they support me, and then they get really loud and cheer when I get close. And so it's been awesome playing in front of such a great crowd. The atmosphere here was awesome today. I didn't think this many people would come because the men play around the same time. Um, but so I, I love Eugene and so happy for everyone that came out and supported us. You advanced to the Sweet 16 again, as you have every year in your career, but you're a junior this year, so different level of expectation. How has your team handled that, knowing that, you know, there's an expectation for you to get to the Final Four? I mean, we've all been in this position before, and a lot of us have, and the ones that haven't are just learning from us, and I think our core group that's been in that Elite Eight bubble uh, knows that we don't we don't want that. We want to get further, and so we're just using that as, as motivation to keep going. All right, well, congratulations on the win. I know your guys... Uh, are looking forward. You, you talked about the crowd tonight. I'm sure it'll be a great crowd at the Moda Center. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank Good you. luck next week. So in the beginning of that conversation, we were talking to Sabrina about her triple-double in that second-round game against Indiana, and she finished with 29 points, 10 rebounds, 12 assists, um, but basically told Dave Pash and myself there that she missed um, her final rebound shot. She shot the basketball, got her own rebound for her 10th rebound to con- complete that triple double and we all know it's hard to miss a shot I mean I play basketball and you have those moments where 
your coach says, okay, miss this free throw because you're doing a rebounding drill or something. It's hard to miss a shot. It's definitely hard to miss it intentionally and then know where to go and get your own rebound. So I was really impressed with that. Um, but overall, in case you haven't heard about the story of Oregon, um, this is a team that uh, head coach Kelly Graves has just brought to elite level in what seems like no time. Again, this is their third straight Sweet 16. They actually advanced to the Elite Eight the last two years. The first year was Sabrina Ionescu and her fantastic freshman classes. Surprise year, you could say. They were the number 10 seed um, in the, in that freshman season and advanced to the Elite Eight and eventually lost to UConn. Well, last year, they're sophomores. They get to the Elite Eight again, and they lose to the eventual champion Notre Dame Fighting Irish in the in the regional final. So this year, high expectations that Oregon will make it to the Final Four, and they looked great in their first and second round games. Now, keep in mind, they were playing in Eugene, um, which is a beautiful place. Dave and I and, and our crew, our producer, Chris Daviani, had a fantastic time in, in Eugene, and now... We are in Portland, so not too far away. As Dave Pash said, they're expecting a big turnout from the Oregon Duck alumni. To get to the Elite Eight again, Oregon is going to have to beat a very tough and determined South Dakota State Jackrabbits team. Tell you a little bit about South Dakota State. Now, in order for them to advance to the Sweet 16, they had to take out the number 11 seed Quinnipiac. South Dakota State is the number six seed out of the Summit League. And then they had to take out the Syracuse Orange, the number three seed at Syracuse. And boy, were the Jackrabbits just poised down the stretch of that game. I mean, you can imagine um, having to win on another team's home floor, especially a very good Syracuse team to advance. But South Dakota State is a veteran team that plays with a lot of confidence. They play a motion offense, uh, gap defense for the most part. Uh, but they're a team that just knows what they do well and stick with their strengths. Now, again, this is their first Sweet 16 in program history. Um, first Summit League team to reach the Sweet 16 in tournament history. They outscored Syracuse 16-2 to in the final 355 um, of their win there. And then Madison Giebert is a name you need to know. She's one of the senior leaders for this team. She had 20 points against Syracuse with 6 for 10 from 3. Um, which is tied for second most in her career in that game. She just came up big against the Syracuse zone. Um, and they also held Syracuse to 31% shooting from the floor in the second half. So we're talking about a team that comes in to this game against Oregon with a lot of confidence. And the other thing they have on their side is that they've already played the Oregon Ducks this year. Now they lost at home at Frost Arena, which is a very difficult place to play um, in that game. But, you know, sometimes when you've already played a team, you kind of feel maybe familiar with them um, and a team that they've seen and, and want revenge. I mean, when you lose to a team, they're not used to losing at home. I mean, they average about 2,000 fans, but it's just not an easy place to play. Um, but they're, they're looking for a little bit of a re revenge against a team that they saw earlier this season. So um, just a very exciting matchup for both of these teams. Another player to keep your eye on for South Dakota State is Macy Miller, their all-time leading scorer, who was fantastic um, and has been in the stretch of last five games. She is averaging 22 points per game. 
um, had a career-high 11 rebounds in their first-round game against Quinnipiac, a player that has had two ACL tears in her career and just refuses to lay down um, and has just continued to push to become a great player. So uh, we will be looking forward to that matchup. The other matchup in the Portland region um, is about the Mississippi State Bulldogs, the number one seed in this region that advanced to the Sweet 16 yet again under Vic Schaefer. Now, this is a team that's played in back-to-back NCAA tournament championship games. So what Vic Schaefer has done at Mississippi State is just goes beyond words, especially considering the fact that he doesn't really have a a team of all of McDonald's all Americans. I mean, he is a coach that believes in defense. If you remember, he coached under Gary Blair for many years at Texas A&M, but this is a defensive team. Um, and even though they advanced to the sweet 16, actually for the fourth straight season, they had made the sweet 16 just once in their previous seven NCAA tournament appearances. So that tells you a lot about Mississippi State. Um, but what you need to know about them is they have a player named Tierra McCowan who is 6'7". Now, Tierra McCowan and Sabrina Yudescu, who we talked about a little bit earlier, are two players that could both go number one overall in the WNBA draft. So that's exciting when you bring in the pro side of this. Um, but Tierra McCowan is 6'7", and she poses a problem because of her ability to rebound the basketball um, tremendous rebounder. She actually owns the NCAA record for rebound for rebounds during the NCAA tournament last year, set that record as they made their run to the national championship game. But um, they also have a transfer named Anriel Howard, who transferred from Texas A&M, is a fantastic athlete. I mean, she has hops, um, cat-like reflexes, just fast, quick, smart player, has extended her game to the three-point line this year. She accompanies Tierra McCowan in the post, but their guard play as of late has also been very impressive. Uh, Jordan Danbury in particular um, has started off her NCAA tournament pretty well, which is a good sign when you consider all that they have on the interior, but then also um, having solid guard play. But their defense is something that creates problems for their opponents. I mean, Vic Schaefer is a defensive guy. They're going to smother and cover you full court. Um, so their opponent will be Arizona State. Charlie Turner Thorne's team makes it to the Sweet 16. Now, their path to get here was rather interesting as well when you think about teams that are battle-tested. They had to beat the Miami Hurricanes on their home court in Coral Gables to get here. Um, first, Arizona State beat UCF, um, and then they beat Miami, which it really happened on a last-second steal. Arizona State is known for their defense, their defensive-minded team. And Robbie Ryan and Courtney Eckmark in the waning seconds of that game were able to get a steal and Robbie Ryan got fouled, hit two free throws. Miami would get the game back with an opportunity, excuse me, the ball back with an opportunity for a shot late. But it just rimmed off from a Mesa Hoff. You just, your heart was really broken for them as big expectations there were um, for the Miami Hurricanes this year. But anyway, let's get back to Arizona State. Um, really like this team. I mentioned Courtney Eckmark, who's a transfer from UConn, won two national championships there. So she's got that pedigree. Um, great three-point shooter. Robbie Ryan is someone they definitely need to make shots. 
But Kiana Ibis, excuse me, Kiana Ibis is their leader. Um, she's a lefty, can really shoot the ball at all levels. Um, got a post game, mid range, also can shoot the three. Uh, she is dynamic. And for a team that sometimes can struggle on the offensive end and has for sure in the NCAA tournament so far, she will be a key component. Um, but this is another team that hangs their hat on defense. In the Pac-12, they were third in defensive field goal percentage, second in three-point field goal percentage defense, third in rebound margin, um, fourth in steals. But the Pac-12, if you have not heard, is another major story. They have five teams in the Sweet 16. And it's the second time they've had five teams in the Sweet 16 in the last few years. They also uh, did this in 2017. But Charlie Turner-Thorne has a great group, uh, also a freshman, that may play a key role. She's been able to go deeper in her bench than she had, um, you know, in, in the past several years consistently. So Arizona State is a team that's trying to get back to the Sweet 16. The last time they were there was 2009. And if you can remember, Breon January stepped in and was a leader of that team's run. Um, January, who is um, part of the backcourt with Diana Taurasi for the Phoenix Mercury, won a WNBA championship alongside Tamika Catchings in Indiana, is back um, at Arizona State as an assistant. So that's a fun storyline to watch as well. Um, so that is what we are expecting in Portland. And the big thing is really, will Oregon be able to push and get to the Final Four, right? They've got to get past a tough, scrappy South Dakota State Jackrabbits team. Um, but then if seeds hold true, face a, a very tough Mississippi State team, a team that they beat earlier in the season, um, which I thought was a turning point or, or could really be an important point for Oregon to beat a team that's been to two national championships. Now, there's a lot of turnover for Mississippi State, and that's what's been so just incredible about Vic Schaefer is that he's had to replace all of his starters pretty much in the last couple of years. Oregon um, has had the same group here that has kind of grown together. So if that matchup happens, uh, that will be interesting. But Arizona State and South Dakota State, We'll have a lot to say about that. Anyway, we hope that you are excited about the Portland region um, and all that there is to come in those games. Now, keep in mind, fans, check out ESPN.com, ESPNW.com for all the updates. Now, the Arizona State-Mississippi State game will happen at 9 o'clock Eastern time Friday night. That's tonight on ESPN2. South Dakota State versus Oregon, 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Um, same thing, Friday. So tonight, that game will take place. So we hope you will be watching along with the Albany region, UConn versus UCLA, 7 p.m. tonight, um, and Oregon State versus Louisville, 9 p.m. tonight, both of those games on ESPN. So we thank you for tuning in. We hope that you enjoyed all of our regional previews and enjoyed the action during the Sweet 16. We'll be back next week with a Final Four preview. Thank you for listening to Around the Rim. Check out more podcasts from ESPN on the ESPN app.